0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, catch us on some of the fan-sided platforms soon. We'll have more information for you about that in the coming days five reasons youtube make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons five spell that one out you do not need a paywall for all of our written content also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network that includes our new betting partner this is peer-to-peer betting so this is legal in 45 states including the state of florida so you don't have to worry about that it's called better edge b-e-t-t-o-r-e-d-g-e but here's the key beat betteredge.com backslash five reasons that's the number five reasons with that, you'll get twenty dollars to play and you can get the hang of it. And it's really cool because you can get the line that you want. You can't do that with the other sports books. But if you basically you're betting against other people on the app, you're not betting against the app. And again, it is a web-based app. So check out betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Claim your twenty dollars today. And now, tonight's episode.
2: Down to
1: Five on the floor, ride for my dogs here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars wearing bubble frogs, just like they said, you in
3: trouble y'all kept the floor playing, got an all bang, y'all seen the block stop in one hand, impact we trust, it's have the guts we here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up
1: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan, no Ethan Skolnick with me uh, at Tropical Blanket, Alex Toledo at Brady Hawk 305, Brady Hawk. Uh, The floor plan. What the hell is happening with P.J. Tucker, y'all? We're getting bad news about P.J. Tucker, and we need to talk about it. We need to talk about P.J. Tucker, um, what Miami is offering, um, the news of the day. Basically, um, a lot of Philadelphia media is essentially reporting that uh, multiple sources are indicating P.J. Tucker is on his way to the Philadelphia 76ers for the full non-taxpayer mid-level exception starts at 10.3 million that rounds out to about 30 million over three years something like that Um, further reports are this is something we've alluded to here on this podcast that uh, Miami really wanted to use what's called uh, bird rights with PJ Tucker which would um, allow them to it would avoid them having to use an exception to retain him I promise I'm going to get through this stuff quick guys I know the salary cap stuff sucks to listen to bear with us. So they're going to use essentially his bird rights where he gets a percent raise over his prior salary. If they do that, they don't need to use an exception. So that was going to allow them to offer a starting salary of 8.4 million, which is less than 10.3. And over the course of a three-year deal would bring in around $25 million or so. So we're talking about, I don't know, maybe a $6 million difference or so between the two contracts. It appears as if P.J. Tucker is going to take the most guaranteed money that's offered to him. Um, Before I go to Alex or Brady, I want to clarify a couple other things. One, I did not expect P.J. Tucker to leave the Miami Heat. Um, I think that this is going to send uh, ripple effects through the organization uh, and that locker room. If P.J. Tucker does leave, I do not think that they were planning for him to leave. Um, also I, what the hell are you thinking? I guess is part of like what I'd like to ask PJ Tucker only because, I mean, I I guess the guaranteed money is something that I can't put myself in someone else's shoes, but I think with the income tax stuff, um, it can't be that big of a difference, but maybe I'm being a snob by saying that out loud uh, and I should check myself and here's the last thing. And then we're going to get feedback from others. You're going to not listen to me anymore. I find it rather odd that Philadelphia currently does not have access to the non-taxpayer mid-level exception due to the way that their salary rolls up. And yet somehow they have gained access to said exception and already agreed to terms with a Miami Heat player. Before free agency has even started, I find that to be quite curious, and I hope that the type of tampering stuff that took place around Kyle Lowry comes back to this uh, franchise up in Philadelphia. Alex, how do you feel about PJ Tucker going to Philadelphia, this whole money situation? Um, I'm not going to ask you where we go from here yet, though. I just kind of want to get you really plugged in on this PJ noise
3: that we hear today. But we talked about it on the last show, and as far as the basketball move, I made it clear that, you know, and I made it clear on other shows as well that losing P.J. was not an option. I thought that should be their priority for free agency, right, knowing that um, they're probably also going to be working on potential trades as well. But as far as free agency, I thought their number one thing should be bringing P.J. back, knowing just how good he was for them and whether the role is the same or not as far as, you know, maybe the plan is to bring in another four. On top of that, to, to make his job easier, have him a little bit more ready for uh, a deep playoff run, even though, you know, like I said on, on last show, he was great for them in the playoffs with the on-and-off data, same as it was during regular season. Cannot say that for the rest of the Heat's role players for the most part, right? Like he, uh, as far as the on-and-off data goes, was their third best player, right? So not that, that I believe he's their third best player, but he was just such an impactful guy for them. So I just think basketball-wise, it will be a devastating blow. Now that doesn't mean there, there there can't be a contingency plan that makes up for some of this stuff. I just think he is such a great fit with what he does for, you know, the type of stuff that they want to do defensively, going smaller, having a guy like him who makes up for the, you know, some of the defensive stuff when you go smaller, the rebounding stuff when you go smaller that they were very good at with him a part of. I think it will be a devastating blow because then it's it really puts a lot of pressure on them to um, retool in that front court with not as many options. Uh as we're gonna get into here. So I just think even though they can make up for it, it's not a great look. And I understand, and like I said, we're gonna get into some of the, the financial reasons why, uh, that they're not offering the full mid-level and, and that makes it a little bit more understandable. And I don't know, it's it, it it looks a lot like what they did two summers ago. It's not apples to apples, but you know, but with Jay Crowder, and it looks kind of reminiscent to what happened last season with uh, the Bucs letting him walk. The difference is the Bucs offered him a lot less, you know? Uh, I was looking up PJ's career earnings. It's just under 57 mil uh, for over 11 seasons, which is not much, especially when you look at it. He's only had one long-term contract, which is with the Rockets from, for four seasons. Other than that, uh, he signed for two seasons with the Heat. But he's obviously, you know, there's a chance he's not going to fulfill that second season here. So he's obviously prioritizing getting as much guaranteed money as he can. So it's hard to blame him. Uh, his agent is doing you know, the Lord's work over there getting all these (laughs) other competitive offers that are getting the heat to want to offer. I mean, uh, to offer more than that salary increase, which, which will come out to whatever it is, 26, 27 million overall over three years, as opposed to the 32 or 31 mil be over three seasons with the the full non taxpayer mid-level exception.
2: And, And we'll get into kind of the restrictions that the spending, um, that giving him that full mid level would would cause but Brady I want to come to you on this one and that is um PJ Tucker obviously I think we can all agree to some level pay, played above his head or maybe above expectations probably if you asked him that he he would say I ain't played above my head I'm always capable of that and that's why he's good um what I guess um from a defensive perspective, what we watched him do, he felt like such a key cog to everything they do. Like, is he even replaceable? Like, is it even like, before we get into the options, just like what he provided the team. um, I don't know that there's even that mixture out there, but what do you think that they're going to miss most if PJ Tucker leaves?
4: Yeah, I'd say he's replaceable in a sense for where they could semi replace him with other guys like this isn't the last resort. There's obviously limited options out there that we'll get into. Uh, but defensively, like Alex was talking about being third best player you know, on, on the on and off numbers. I think he was probably second for most of the playoffs, like right behind Jimmy was having an all time performance in the postseason. Like that's just how good he was when you were going and looking through uh, series by series he gave Trey Young probably the worst performance that we've seen in Trey Young's NBA career. Like, absolutely stunned him. Uh, they move on, and he did a great job on James Harden. Like, James Harden, when Joel Embiid wasn't there, was absolutely stumped. When Joel Embiid came back, they allowed Bam. Uh, Bam finally had a, a, a semi-secure front court partner where they can make that switch, and guess what? P.J. Tucker may be undersized, but he could hold up against a Joel Embiid and just do enough down there. You move over harden, to the Eastern on the drop at the point of attack. <laughs> correct. Correct. And, and then you move on to the, the Eastern conference finals and then Jason Tatum's getting similar kind of the, the matchup. You look at Jalen Brown, the turnovers, like everything we were discussing about opposing teams in the playoffs was PJ Tucker. Uh, and which is why when that happened, my take on it was that from a basketball perspective, like I really feel like PJ Tucker is an important part of this team I know a lot of people are scared to use the term running it back because that means you're technically getting worse. But the thing I keep saying is like the only thing worse than running it back is like your team getting worse. Like that's the only thing that's worse. And I'm not saying that's going to happen if they lose PJ, there's obviously options they can, they can go through and they can end up finding something. But at this very moment, let's just say he walks out the door. You, your team just got worse than what it was when it was running it back. So uh, there are a couple elements to it. Like I can't fault the heat all the way because I know, I think it was Ira and, and Anthony Chang that kind of tweeted about them being willing to give that third year. So like they went as far as possible as you know, we compared to the Jay Crowder thing. The Jay Crowder thing, if I'm remembering correctly, was that they wouldn't give that third year. This is a situation where they were willing to give that third year. They know how important he was, but now it's one more step and it's the things you were talking about before that could restrict them. So it's not that you fault the heat for doing it. Like they went as far as possible, but it's also recognizing like how good of a player PJ Tucker was at this stage. And I will say, I know the other thing everybody talks about is the age thing. Like he's 37, he's going to be 40 by the end of the contract. How will he look at that time? Uh, the one thing I will, I just have to say on the side is that there's something I can't stand is like thinking players age between June and like September, like that's just like specifically when you age, like if a guy is still up and running and playing at a high level, like that doesn't mean just because the, the NBA season calendar turns over, he's automatically crippled. Uh, So I think he's just uh, he was a high level player for what they needed They got into the Eastern Conference Finals game seven. I think you recognize that. But if it does come to an end, I kind of just you also have to recognize what the Heat did, I guess, to try to bring him back in the sense.
2: Yeah, no, you're right about that. They are um, they're offering, uh, I think, a fair contract is what we can call that. Um, But the market obviously dictates what what the highest bidder will get. Um, I just think back to, you know, and Brady, you touched on it, man. Like all of those series where PJ had to slide over, like, are y'all telling me that Jimmy and Bam are going to have to shoulder that load next season? Is that really what we're, what we're hurtling towards? Because like, I just feel like the whole, what we've talked about before this offseason got here is what are we going to do to make things easier for Jimmy and Bam? And I feel like losing PJ is probably one of the things that will make things The most hard um, for those two guys, because all of the slack defensively uh, that he was picking up, they no longer can. So right now, at this exact moment, if PJ Tucker walks out the door, and you guys know where I'm going, it, it will absolutely be a disaster. And when a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael Robert and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster, even a PJ Tucker-sized disaster. The guys are third-generation contractors in South Florida, so continuing to maintain their sterling reputation is of the utmost importance to them. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor. They provide A to Z service, one-stop shopping for every busy homeowner and business owner. So you need one person to go to, one team to go to. They'll handle it all for you. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell. That's Water Cleanup of Florida, 954 356 Again, call Michael, Water Cleanup of Florida, 954 356 If you got the schmutz, if the heat got the schmutz, They got the guts. So let's talk about the other options that they have. First, actually, before I do that, I'm skipping around here. We're we're not as organized as when Ethan is here. And also we're frazzled because P.J. Tucker may be leaving, y'all. But Brian Goins of Miami Heat beat is um, tweeting really good salary cap information. Shout out to Brian, former uh, colleague of mine and still good friend. Um, he basically plotted out, uh, and I'll give you guys a timestamp: seven forty-six p.m. Uh, today on six twenty-eight. He tweeted this out, so you can go find it on his timeline. That's at B Y Brian Goines. Uh, if Miami gives PJ the full mid level, they're basically limited to give Caleb the biannual exception of $4 million. They can re sign Depot at whatever his market rate is 10 million, 8 million, 12 million. Um, and then they basically have minim- minimums, and that's the end of it. Like that, if they use their mid level on PJ, the only other thing they could do is take Duncan Robbins' salary, take draft picks, and they could make trades. So they're very limited in that sense do either of you think it's worth accepting those limitations to retain PJ Tucker? Alex first.
3: Look, man, it's really tough. It's really tough. And after clearing this stuff up and again, shout out Brian, of course, uh, for helping with that. it, It does become really tough for the heat to accept those terms. And it becomes clear as to why they're hesitating to offer the full, non-taxpayer mid-level because um, as you stated, once you get into that hard cap, it just becomes so much more difficult to make other things happen in the future, which we know the Heat are kind of like uh, always on that time frame of, well, if a star becomes available, we're going to go after him. And I think that was kind of part of this, right, where it's like free agency and, and the trade stuff with potentially trading Duncan Robinson is more of the the, the around-the-margin moves that I think we talk about, whereas the, the star move Um, becomes a lot harder if you're hard cap because then you have to take in less money in a trade. And so it limits what you can do. uh, Like for example, a Tyler Duncan package is um, less money than what a Donovan Mitchell is making. Right. Just for, as an example, another star is probably going to be a similar case. So it just makes things a lot more difficult for the heat. So just to say that I understand why I just think it's it would be such a bad move. And and this is why I'm out on the front office. I would probably say, yeah, if he really comes to it, give him the money and deal with the hard cap stuff. Just go all in. This is what we're here for. But um in reality, I understand why they're not, you know, shutting that out.
2: Brady, what do you think? Like it if they could go over it, I would be more apt to say, whatever, spend the money but there is like a a mechanism in place that they will not be able to exceed. Do you think it's worth them risking that and just saying, Hey, that's the limitations we're operating, operating under to keep PJ?
4: Probably not. But I will say like, if there was a, like an organization to do it, like we know, like the, the gymnastics that they always do around that type of stuff and they find ways. So like, if there was a team to do it, it probably would be them. But like I said before, like I understand, uh, what is at stake when you're doing this? Like is PJ Tucker worth kind of doing that to yourselves for the future? When this is a team that's always talking about the bigger fish, like they're always talking about the next guy, the next guy that comes available. All you need is a guy that we've been talking about all off, off season. I hate to bring this up again, but all you need is a guy to ask out. That's it's pretty much as simple as that. If a guy opts out of his deal in a lot of these situations and uh, they want to look to be moved, then you can try to jump right on that. But now if you do the Tucker move and then something like that ha- happens, there's a lot more implications there. It's a lot harder to facilitate. Uh, so I understand it. Like I'm right there with Alex. Like we both recognize like wanting to bring PJ Tucker back because we know important he is, but like from a front office stance, like it's just hard to overlook that it's hard to overlook what they can do in the future. Uh, so now I, I guess it segues into the next thing I, I <laughs> to tee you up of, of options but like it really is as simple as that. Like Now it's like if he does go that, that way, it's trying to find not a full-out replacement, but somebody good enough to replace what he does to then move on to the next stage, which is kind of being in a good financial spot
0: to get that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership,
0: every
1: time. And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba 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 ba. A top guy or star.
2: Yeah, and, and and just before we dive into those options cuz you're it's a perfect segue. You set me up beautifully. That's like a will assist back in 06. Um, I'm going to say that man, they didn't really have many guys that could catch alley oops on that team. So D Wade's gonna catch the alley oop on this one, but that was a J will assist for real. Um, so options.
3: Wait, names later.
2: I've n- names I've heard. So this, so so let let's just clarify a couple things. If PJ walks, you essentially have a huge hole at the four. That you cannot deny because you felt like you had a, a hole at the four anyway, and now PJ's leaving. And so you also kind of have a hole at the five too, because he cleaned up that area and you had a, a point of attack defender that you now have a hole for two. So I just don't know that you're going to plug all those holes with one player. So, um, you're now instead of maybe taking Duncan and Tyler's salary and putting them together and going and fishing for a D- Donovan Mitchell, which maybe they still can do and will look at doing. Um, definitely would not rule that out. Uh, wink, wink, would not rule that out. Um, but if that does not come to fruition, you kind of have to use Duncan Robinson's salary to get a viable front court piece. The name I keep hearing lately, like in the last 48 hours, is Harrison Barnes. That's the name that has came up more than once. I also um, heard Marvin Bagley's name, but I think he's restricted up in Detroit. I don't know if – is that where he is? Keep me honest, y'all. Like I I I haven't kept track of Marvin Bagley's career. When you start out in Sacramento, there's a large chance I may forget where you go the rest of your career. I think he's in Detroit, but they may not – they maybe weren't going to tender the restricted offer. Maybe they did. I haven't looked into it yet, but I can tell you that names that have been fed to me, Marvin Bagley was one Harrison Barnes is another. And then the other real odd one that keeps coming up that does not solve the PJ Tucker problem at all, but I'm going to continue to say the name because it comes up to me is Will Barton. Um, I don't understand how that transaction is going to take place. I'm just giving you guys the names that have been fed to me. So let's start with Harrison Barnes. I think, is it worth starting with John Collins? Are you guys um are, are are you guys the the DeJounte Murray stuff with with Atlanta and San Antonio made me feel like the heater priced out of that conversation and that's not gonna work out? But then it sounds like John Collins is not really who they're after. Do you guys think it's worth us stopping for a moment and asking about John Collins? I haven't heard anything about John Collins, he's from the area. He's exciting to watch. Do either of you buy John Collins as a fit?
4: I'll say that I've been skeptical probably more about the John Collins fit to be honest, like next to bam, like it feels like in a sense, like he can still shoot the three a bit. Like that's not the worry. It just feels like two athletic rollers, one that could pop out a little bit, a guy that can maybe defend weak side a little bit more than, than on ball Uh it makes sense in that way, but I'm still skeptical for some reason, just in, in fit wise. I think it makes sense uh, when we're talking about the point that they're at now, like when we're talking about these fours that you're trying to slide in, you need somebody at least if you're going to get somebody younger and go younger, you got to at least have somebody with some upside like that, that could at least stretch the floor a bit. Like something we talked about over and over to begin this off is if kind of, we were talking about in the sense of backing up PJ Tucker, but somebody that could shoot above the break, uh so I'm not opposed to talking about it now like I'm at the point now where I I was pushing it to the side before but now I think it makes a little bit more sense like if you're if we're just talking about the question I have which Greg you might be able to answer a little bit more is just the value like like how you would facilitate that type of trade and what his value looks like right now like that would be my only question but at this stage as a basketball player like I don't think it's terrible to check in on I guess at this stage
2: yeah, no, I, I can't get a gauge on his value. I thought the value was that DeJounte Murray deal. And then they're like talking about, no, he's going to go for his uh, Gallinari's expiring contract and draft pick. So I, I the NBA landscape is so weird right now and everything's so financially driven and contract length driven. Um, Alex, um, we're going to segue quickly to Harrison Barnes talk, but I'm going to give you your just do with John Collins if you got anything there. Uh, I don't see a viable path in division. It just feels messy and it's not going to work. If you feel differently, speak up on behalf of your love for John Collins. Otherwise, talk to me about Harrison Barnes, because that is a name I have heard connected to Miami recently. Um, Nothing super serious, but definitely a name that has been floated by, uh, by my sources. So what do you think of Harrison Barnes?
3: Uh, we already know I'm in on Harrison Barnes, have been for a while. I think he's somebody who could help them with or without P.J. Tucker. I think ideally my, my thought was trading Duncan for a guy like him uh, while keeping P.J. Tucker and just making it easier on him. And uh, Barnes is somebody who I think like, you know, against the Celtics, for example, if they would have had him in the Eastern Conference finals. Would have made it a lot tougher for the Celtics to defend the way they were or they were completely kind of sagging off that corner three and uh in the sense that even though they're really good at guarding it, when it came to the heat, they were really doing a good job collapsing into the paint and making it tough on the heat to score inside the arc. They were contesting the threes on a, you know, at a re- really high level. And then on top of it, the, they just didn't have a four like that who could really stretch out the Celtics. And I think that's where Barnes would be somebody who could help a lot. He's not the only one uh that we're going to talk about who can do this, but I think he does this with a, you know, somebody who's played in that role before for a championship team, uh, has gotten better since he left the Warriors, can do some ball stuff. And, you know, he's not a star, but I think he'll be a, a, a worthwhile guy. And then as far as Collins, I'm, I've am i always been skeptical about his fit with Bam, but I think it could work. I'm not, you know, I'm more into it now for sure, especially without PJ. But again, another guy who would have been cool to have him and PJ, right? Like we right. just talked about in theory where you have kind of like uh, different options you can go at the four there for different scenarios the other thing is like you said it's messy uh, I don't know how they'll be able to make that happen uh because I don't know if like the Hawks do they want Duncan in a first round pick is that good enough
2: <laughs> right for
3: John yeah. Collins other than that I, I don't know man like I I like the Barnes idea for sure yeah um
2: Brady I'd imagine that you probably feel similar about Harrison Barnes um so I'm gonna give you an additional name um, and this, and then Alex, you can dive in on, on this guy too, because this is a name that I repeatedly hear. And I don't think either of y'all are going to be surprised by it. Marcus Morris, um, scoring, uh, forward up in LA, they just extended another center. They have like basically every good six, nine, um, uh, hustling, uh, wing length, lengthy defender that you can imagine on the roster. I think Marcus Morris is the odd man out there. Um, what do you think of his fit in Miami? Um, absent the trade conversation, because th- I'm going to circle back to that because I think there's a point to be made there about this whole situation. Um, but what do you think of Marcus Morris and who was the other guy that we went Harrison Barnes as a player?
4: Yeah, I'll start off by saying when we look at PJ Tucker, something that was really underrated about him is just how his sustainability and availability all season. Like that was, I feel like that was a really underrated element. When guys went down, he stepped up. Marcus Morris, I'd say the one downfall is he kind of was in and out this season, if I remember correctly. Like there were some times I think he was injured and that's where this steps into this Clippers team is just has a ton of depth that it feels like they can move on from him. As a player, like it feels like a lot of times a lot of guys just picture him as Markeith Morris, as the guy that was just sitting on their bench this season. Uh, but they're not the same player. Like they, there's a little bit more there, obviously, with Marcus Morris, especially you can tell by just their contract sizes and a lot of these like over the years. Like you can tell from that stance but there's some stuff in the mid posts, which by the way, similar to Markeith this season, he was their one uh, kind of mid range player. Like when Bam went down and I brought this up a lot this season was that you look at every front court guy they've had, they had, they had Caleb Martin, not a mid range guy. You look at Dwayne Dedman, not a mid range guy. Omer Yurtsevin, not a mid range guy. PJ Tucker had the little floater, but he's still not a mid range guy. It was Markeith Morris. It was Bam. And that was it. Like that's all they pretty much had. If you can add a guy, which it fits the build of a lot of these guys we're talking about. All these guys we're talking about have somewhat of uh, a mid-range game. But Marcus Morris is intriguing because he's a little bit lengthier. He's a little bit better of a defender. He can can handle the posts. Like There's different things I feel like Spoke could do with him uh, that I feel like I keep bringing up Marquise, but similar that he can do with Marquise, just kind of move him all over the place but there's just more offensively. There's more trust offensively. You can run stuff through him. You can run stuff through him all over the floor. He could shoot above the break as we were just discussing, which is kind of the biggest thing. Like Jimmy Butler is not at a pick and pop threat, I guess, since the Kelly Olenek Myers Leonard type of realm. Now you have a guy that can run pick and pop and also be able to defend. Like that's kind of ideal situation where you're just talking about team building. Uh, and the other guy's Harrison Barnes, which, really intrigues me. Like just because of the, I think they really do need a defender. Like we look at what they're losing in Tucker and obviously there's a drop off there with Barnes, but then there's this thing where it comes down to maybe they, they shy away from total, total defense, like all the, all the way, like maybe they go a little bit more of the creation route and they decide to go with a Barnes who, uh, as Alex was talking about, can create with the ball in his hands, can do a little bit more. Yes. He could play off the catch. I was actually looking at some of his numbers uh, this past season, which is funny enough, because there was a little bit drop off late in the season, which just happens on a bad team. Like that's just what's going to happen. Other guys start playing. He started off the year with a 36 point game on eight of 11 shooting from three, and then he moves on to a 25, a 24 point game. Like this is a guy that I'm not saying you're expecting that type of production, but this is a guy that knows how to score in isolation, one on one, pick and roll, and can do stuff with the ball in his hands. A lot of these fours that we're discussing are not that type of player, obviously. He's a four, but he's also a three. Like this is one of the few that is basically, he was a three in, in Golden State, uh, but he's versatile enough to move around. So he definitely intrigues me. He's a guy that definitely uh, can do things offensively enough. Uh, but yeah, I keep coming back to that. I keep coming back to the defensive thing for some reason, that if, if Tucker is the, really is the one that leaves, and then you look at the way that all of us were talking about draft players, and we kept saying, this guy has to defend, this guy has to defend, and they draft the one guy in that range that is technically was not a defender. Riley like if they said it, <laughs> right. like they, they recognize that. I feel like I, they lost this past year because of scoring. like that's what they did. They also were in games because of their defense. like don't get me wrong about that. but I think they recognize that they need scoring and that's why they're going after these big time stars. But if they can get a little bit more scoring from these role players like a Harrison Barnes, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm just worried that like next year on prize picks, jimmy butler's points are going to be like 27 every night because that's how much he's going to have to get if they don't get reinforcements and bam Adebayo's points are not going to be high enough because he's going to have to be spending so much time on defense i'll still be playing on prize picks it is my favorite daily fantasy app uh you literally it's this easy guys this fast you pick your over and under on your player props you can win up to 10 times your cash big payouts Um, They have paid out over $300 million since they started, 24-7 live support, fast and secure withdrawals. They are highly regarded. You pick your favorite players, you choose stats, pick the over unders, watch the games and win. You can do flex plays, power plays. Here's the key to it all use the code FIVE, F I V E. That will double your initial deposit up to $100. Again, that's Prize Picks. Download the app, check out them on your desktop also at prizepicks.com. Use the code FIVE, F I V E. So there's only a couple left and I do want um, Alex to get the chance to talk uh, Marcus Morris, if he wants to. Um, But also let's float around the idea of trying to rejuvenate the career of TJ Warren. What do you guys think of that? Doesn't that feel a little bit like Danny Granger bringing in Danny Granger when LeBron was around? Like, like, are, do you, are you really bringing TJ Warren in? What do you guys think about that idea?
3: I'm not completely against it. I mean, I'm not not really against it in general, especially now if they're going to be in a place where they got to explore other options without P.J. Um, He's somebody who the last time he played, which, again, to be clear, the last time he played a full season was the bubble run. When, if Heat fans will probably remember when he had that whole ordeal with Jimmy, they had that altercation, and then they played each other in the first round. Pacers proceeded to get swept by the Heat, and, uh, you know, uh, we know what happened after that. But as far as T.J., like, I think, uh, only played four se- I mean, uh, four games a season after that. I don't know how healthy he is. Uh, I think I want to say Brian King uh, pointed out to me that he was cleared in March. So if that's the case, that's cool. It's not a terrible option. I just don't know how much I love them going back to being a really small team full time. Because even though P.J. Tucker is small by height, that stuff that he brings, like I said earlier with the defense, the rebounding, uh, really makes up for what they're able to do. Um, acreage, yes, the acreage. Of course, shout out Ben Goliver for that. Uh, and T.J. Warren doesn't really bring that acreage. He he brings some of the scoring stuff. You know, uh, he can hit some open threes, right? Like he's not necessarily the shooter. He can hit some open threes. He could score a little bit on ball. Uh, so it's not a bad option if you can get him for, let's say that that um the taxpayer mid level exception, which can, is six point four million, I believe. So I don't think it's a bad option. I just think if you're doing that. You better make sure you feel good about who you're starting for is uh, if you're if you're getting him, if you're getting that starting for via trade with Duncan, right? Like I, I think Warren cannot be <laughs> the only front court piece you acquire along with their their draft pick. I'm glad you
2: mentioned that because we're going to close the show on what the Duncan situation means for this entire build um, and the P.J. Tucker element. I want to make sure I close there, but I want to throw you guys a couple more names and Ethan will be pissed we went this long. But you know what? We're fired up tonight. At least I am. Um, What do you guys think about uh, if Utah ends up having to strip it down to some degree, kind of a younger P.J. Tucker and Royce O'Neal? They move the needle for either of you guys does not average uh, double digit points. So that's similar to PJ Tucker, but um, shoots the three kind of like, I mean, it's not PJ Tucker, but it, it, his profile, at least for the box score watcher, is similar. Any of you guys in on Royce O'Neill, if even if he doesn't come with Donovan one, Mitchell.
3: One note, just, I just looked up his contract. He's under contract for the next two seasons. Uh, between 9.2 and 9.5 mil. So a guy like him, a guy like Will Barden, which which we talked about on last night's show that you threw in there, um, it would have to be, I think, by trading Duncan, right? Like, I think those guys, along with the guys that we already talked about, whether it comes, I mean, whether it's uh, Barnes or Morris, unless I'm missing something here, like it's a sign and trade with one of their free agents. Uh, I think a Barden or a Jay Crowder, or a Royce O'Neill would have to come with trading Duncan. Duncan, right?
2: Yeah. kind of, So, so I'm leading you, I'm leading you because this is what, this is the issue guys is that PJ Tucker leaving creates a hole that now Duncan Robinson's, you need to now go fill that hole with his contract and you can't use that contract to stack with a bunch of other contracts and go whale hunting as easily. Now you could just say, screw this whole four spot situation. We're still going to go whale hunting and we don't care who plays the four. We're going to do run the four night instead of run the point night, like they did with the big three um, and just have a different fan play the four each night. Um, But that's, if you can get a whale. And they're in this weird spot now. If PJ leaves, they have to have a good follow-up move. Like, you're right, Alex, they can't miss. Like, they got to have the right player there. And it has kind of... um it will get in the way a little bit, at least for the time being, in them being able to match salaries for impactful players. That's where I'm going, is that you have Tyler Hero making 5.7 or $6 million, and then you got a bunch of minimums with, and then you got your top heavy guys like Kyle Lowry, Jimmy and Bam. So you're getting to a scenario where if you have to trade Duncan for your four, The only way you're upgrading the team in a significant way otherwise is taking Tyler's contract. And then you have to have a tough conversation about Kyle Lowry. And I do not think that Miami really wanted to go down this road. So I just think the PJ Tucker thing has a lot of implications to it, but I would just remind everyone this, and I guess we'll close here. If Philadelphia can have already agreed to a deal with PJ Tucker when they don't even have access to the mid-level exception that is being reported, he's being signed to because they have not made the adequate moves to create said exception usage. Just slow down. Everybody Miami may have stuff they're working on too. And just because we don't hear about it does not mean it's not happening. If nothing happens, that'll be a different conversation, but for now,
3: we're okay. Good night. He's away from free agency.
4: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional
1: Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medellin is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.